Hey, this is Raina Rose, host of Roku TV's Soul Nutrition. If you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Hey, 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 Time to Shine Today squad. It's Scott Ferguson, and this is episode 60. We're 60 episodes in, and I get to bring on an interview with a very good friend of mine, Raina Rose. She is a Roku T Roku TV host of Soul Nutrition. She's an author and a coach, and she has the mindset of leveling up on a daily basis, but she also paces herself. So she, during the times when she needs to grind and grit and bite down on the mouth guard, she's rested. So she really believes in being a human being and not a human doing all the time. And she's always about standing up for justice, even in the face of loss. So sit back, relax, break out your notebook. And uh, without further ado, here's my good friend, Raina Rose. Hey, hey, Time to Shine Squad, Podcast Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I am super stoked to be sitting here with my friend, Raina Rose. Uh, she's kind of a rock star. She's an international best-selling author and soul nutrition Roco TV host. Raina shares her unique experience and expertise on the importance of nourishing the soul, digging deep into the question of what truly satisfies our inner life. Raina distills ancient wisdom into practical tools useful for today's modern audiences. Since launching her first business in 2003, she's progressed from teaching wellness and abundance workshops to leading an immersive life, transformative retreats that help high-performance individuals temporarily, temporarily pause so they may realign with their true values and range more peacefully and effectively. And I'm stumbling on my words because I'm like super stoked to have Raina on. And without further ado, Raina, can you please say hi to the Time to Shine Today squad and also share with us your favorite color and why? Hi, everyone. Such a pleasure to be here. Um, my favorite color, it changes all the time. I used to just not have one, but it's been red lately, mostly just because it looks good on me. I'm really fair. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> And so, you know, when I walk into a room wearing red, it just like looks great and it's a fun color and brightens everything up. So I've been really into red lately. And you'll see on her little thumbnail that'll be sitting here on our uh, podcast is she's wearing an awesome red shirt. So, which is fantastic. Yeah. And it, it I is wear a lot of red suits when I speak, you know, really? it just makes me feel It's a, a go color, right? It's a, <laughs> it is. It's a motivated color. So Raina, you have a ton of accolades here, and you've accomplished quite a bit in your life. And with our squad, this is the people, like, I'm so stoked that you considered coming aboard and doing this interview. But tell us the origins of kind of where you got started and to where you are now. Sure. So um, oh, where to start? So I started, <laughs> let's say, in the fitness sector. When people would ask me um, how I got into health and fitness, or when I started it, I would tell them how I would um, dance to Jane Fonda videos when I was seven years old, uh, living in the jungle. <laughs> with my, I would steal my mom's videos and just like dance to the Jane Fonda videos because I thought it was so fun. 
Um, and then I think my, my, my mom always struggled with like healthy eating cause she never grew up that way. And so I think I kind of began to watch that as at an early age and start to make different choices. And then I wanted to help other people do that. So when I was 19, I started my first fitness business. Um, and just it, I joke that that was my first life coaching job too, but it really was in a lot of ways. And so, um, yeah, I ran the, that business for about 11 years. And then, um, during those times though, running that business, you know, I started when I was 19 and just a go-getter and I still am in so many ways, like leveling up is really important. And I also, I, I listened to that podcast you have about, um, being a human being and not a human doing. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what I teach. I, I teach this concept of resting and running. Like we have to do both kind of that human being part. And I had some great mentors when I was running that first business that I started at just 19. And when things would slow down, sometimes I would go to my mentor and say, what do I do? And he would, and of course it's fitness. It's going to go up and down. There's seasons where people, you know, come more and, and less. And he would just tell me, I think you should enjoy this slow time. I think that uh, it's, it's not like the business is crashing. It's not like you're doing something wrong. It's just the seasons. And I think you should enjoy it. And learning to actually pause and enjoy slower seasons allowed me to be more productive and really level up when the, when the busy season came because I was rested and I was ready to go. And I wasn't burnt out in any way because I just had a pretty easy season. And so when the hard season came, when January hit and everybody wanted to exercise, (laughs) you know, and I had 16 hour days sometimes, I was like ready for that. And then when it was slowed down again, I had saved a lot and I could enjoy that slow season when people are taking vacations and they're not coming to the gym or working out with me as much. And that pattern of enjoying rest, enjoying the times when you're just running a marathon, um, that developed at that early age from my mentors. And I'm so grateful to be able to share that with clients now. Love that. So you, what was your, so you were a personal fitness trainer then? Yeah. Okay. I was And too, I had my own like, business. I had a few trainers who worked for me as well. <laughs> so did I. And the name of my business was Time to Shine Fitness. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. yeah, it kind of parlayed into the real estate thing and the fitness kind of went down. I would just take care of myself. But then, you know, that that's fantastic that you did that for 11 years and then you transitioned into what from there? Then I actually, um, so... I had this broken engagement in South America and uh, I told my dad who the reason I lived in Brunei growing up is he was a pilot for the Sultan there. And uh, I said, dad, I want to be a flight attendant. I just want to get up in the sky and not, not think about, I wanted to avoid thinking about this pain, right. That I had gone through with this engagement that didn't work out. And, um, but I had always thought about being a flight attendant. I loved travel. Every time I had extra money, I would spend it on traveling. So it made sense. And the cool thing is I had all these private jets, yachts, da, 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 on my vision board. And by doing this job, I was traveling on a private jet, like at least every week or two. Um, and then I got to go to yacht parties in Monaco. I sang at the church in Monaco because I lived in France half the time with this job. Like I just had this fabulous billionaire lifestyle that I was actually getting paid to do instead of, <laughs> right? Love it. <laughs> my, I, my family got to come visit me. I'd bring friends and family because like once you t- 
touched down in the area and the client wasn't going to fly for another week or so, you just had free hotel and food and extra money. And like, so I'd get a two bedroom hotel and have my mom come or my friends and stuff. And just, so I got to travel and live this wonderful lifestyle and, and get paid extra and save a whole lot of money, which like I just decided not to have a permanent residence after the first year. I realized I was never there. Right. And um, I put all that money that you would put into, you know, paying for a mortgage or rent into savings. And I'm like, when I finish this job, which I realized you can only do this kind of travel for a finite period. When I finish, I'm going to have several years income set aside so that I can rest and decide where I'm going from here from a place of peace and not grasping and needing to make money. Wow, Squatch, you hear that? She puts herself at peace. She takes breaks. I love the rest <laughs> and running and do both. So I, I know that we talk about that within our Facebook group a lot, guys, with regards to taking your little daily sabbatical, if you will. I mean, even before I brought Raina on today, she's like, I just finished my meditation. She's ready to rock the mic. So she does pause and rest and reflect. Raina, what, your family sounds really cool, but what do they think about kind of your free-spirited Raina-isms? Oh, you know, they, they've always been pretty supportive. Even, honestly, um, so obviously my dad was a private pilot, took us halfway, all the way across oh. the world, you know, growing up to live in a third-world country. And um, it was great. And, and my dad has always been very supportive. I actually had this example when I first moved to Houston, where it was where I eventually got this fabulous job. I had, I was praying and I was talking about going to Houston to start a charter company because I had worked in the air charter at, in marketing. And uh, this guy who I had done his marketing, he wanted me to start a business with him. So I just moved to Houston and I had just come back up from South America. I didn't have the kind of savings I have now. I had like no money, no car, no place to live. And I just like moved to Houston on a one-way ticket because I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I, I didn't even tell half the people because they would just think it was crazy. And I remember um, borrowing some money from my dad because I had gotten there and I needed like a couple hundred dollars to pay the phone bill as I was so broke. And my dad says, yeah, you know, no problem. I'll send it to you because I know you're going to be so successful. I'll be borrowing money from you one day. That's and amazing. he's just seen my life. You know, I would take big risks. But honestly, I took this big risk moving to Houston with nothing. And like within a few weeks, this girl that I like couch surfed, which, which I thought that was only for rapists and murderers. I would never try it. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> she like helped find me a place to live. She gave me a place to live for free for like a month. A friend of mine who was in there gave me her Z3 convertible to use for a year because she had like 10 extra cars. Um, then I got two job offers. The one ended up leading to this fabulous job within four to six months. Okay. And I just, you know, kept rock, whatever little I would get, I would give it thousand percent. And like that little, like I just took a receptionist job at the private airport and I was like, you know, the most fabulous bilingual receptionist is what they needed, <laughs> you know? Oh. And, and that led me to being in the place where I could get the job that I had zero experience for. And I was told I'd need 10 years. I had zero money to do. I was told I would need thousands of dollars and all these qualifications I didn't have. I ended up just getting the opportunity to do the job really shining and staying with it for five years. 
So what do you attest this secret sauce to? It seems like when you do things, you are going in with an attitude of gratitude, but all this stuff just attracts to you, that, that, that happens to you. So what, what do you attest that to? What's the secret sauce that you can share with our squad out there, of it, whether it's attitude or, or whatever it is? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so um, my pilots used to joke that I would bob my head and say, I'll pray about it. <laughs> and I went, I don't bob my head as I bob my head, right, of course. And um, <laughs> so when I was told by this flight attendant who had been flight attending for 30 years, and he knew everything about flight attending, that I would need 10 years of experience and this many thousands of dollars to do what I wanted to do, I just said, I'll pray about it. <laughs> and within six months, I had the best job on the best jet with the most phenomenal passenger. Some passengers can be rude and hard to work with. And with the most qualified pilots, like everything was the best. And I just walked into it with no experience. But I, I also, you know, when I was working in the private airport, I had been VP of marketing at another charter company and I was working as a receptionist, you know, like I, I took the humble road of, I will go there and I will be the best receptionist you've ever seen. And I helped them with their marketing on the side because I was bored to tears with the receptionist after, you know, after learning things. And from that stance, I actually, so I was doing the marketing with the sister company of the airport. And that guy was the guy who did the hiring for the flight attendants. And they already had a flight attendant who, um, they had some problems with. And I saw that right away. And when I met that person, I was like, when that person is done, I want the job. And they gave it to me. And just as a shot with like a temporary trial. And every time as I was working as a receptionist, a flight attendant would come in, you know, on these private jets, so fabulous. And I would just ask her, what would be your three biggest tips for someone who was starting out? Tell me this, tell me that. And they would tell me like, oh, make sure you put foil on this because it can it can light on fire in the oven if you don't do X, you know, make sure you do this, do this for the passengers. And I would just write it down. And in those couple of months, I was just obsessed with, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the best at it once I do. Also, no matter what it was you were doing, you were giving a gazillion percent to whatever you were staying present. You were being mindful of your situation. You're trying to be the best at that. It could have been, you know, shining shoes or whatever for them, you still would have found a way to, to still level up in that. that. That's fantastic. Let's segue into the soul nutrition on Roku TV. How did that come about? Oh, so I was, it's on Christian Times Magazine channel. And so I was interviewed for their magazine uh, last year. And they apparently liked me and they, they called me up several months later and they said, Hey, will you do a TV show for us? And I, I wasn't sure. I, I said, uh, you know, not sure if I have time for that. Not sure if it's in line with what I'm doing right now. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I, I prayed about it. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I just felt like this isn't a cool niche to be in. It's, um, it's really lit me up actually to go and interview people and find out about the cool things they're doing in the world. I mean, I've interviewed people who bring clean water to nations all over and educating the public that the equivalent of two jumbo jets full of kids under five dies every day just because they have dirty water and they die from diarrhea. Like people need to know this. And wow. so I get to interview people like that and have them on my show and talk about how, 
Uh, I'll have priests and monks come on and we'll talk about how to pray in a way that's different than the usual, like give your laundry list of woes to God and then tell him how to fix them. (laughs) And to actually (laughs) sit in silence and listen for God, you know, like still give him your problems, but then listen for the solutions because if we're just whining all the time and we're not listening like very well that spirit inside of us god will be telling us the direction to go and we have to be still sure patient to wait and listen on that so yeah the i guess what is it the acts acts acronym when you're when you're praying you're you're asking them for forgiveness you're asking them for supplication but you're also Mm -hmm. giving thanks you know, an adulation. Yes. So it's adulation, confession, thanks, and, and supplication. So it sounds like you kind of go through that with your prayers where you're thanking him or her, whoever the creator is. <laughs> everyone out there knows I'm a man of faith and a Christian. I have no qualms about it, but I'm also open to other, you know, backgrounds as well. So that that's fantastic of what you just said there. So you're an author as well. And I kind of read mm-hmm. through your chapter. So tell me a little bit about that book. That's, it looks like it's kind of segmented into a bunch of different professionals and it kind of broke down. Is that correct? Yeah. So that book's an anthology. Um, I actually participated in that book because uh, it was guaranteed to be a bestseller and they, you know, just brought in some really great experts to be a bestseller. Yeah. And I'm like, this will actually help my next book. I can put bestselling author on the go. next book. Sure. So I actually wrote that chapter in like two days because I found out about this like two days prior to the deadline. Wow. And so I just like, it was funny. He, um, the person reached out to me. They said, I think you'd be a great person for this book. I wrote a chapter, sent it to my editor and like turned it in the next day. But um, this is stuff that I've been teaching for so long, you know, is that if we don't slow down, if we don't take that rest, we're not going to run well. You know, if you think about if you had a really big presentation tomorrow, would you do better if you stayed up all night practicing a thousand more times? Or if you practiced a hundred times, went to bed, got a good night's sleep, and then woke up fresh and did that presentation? Like we all know the answer to that. But in our lives, we still think more is more, more is more. We've got to keep hustling, which there's totally a time to hustle. Right. But there's also a time to even take a sabbatical or take, I always say take one minute. Like um, I'm working on working with hospitals and they generally have like a um, huddle in the morning. They just check in like, all right, here's what's going on. We have this many beds open. Coronavirus is going around or whatever the the subject is. And they touch base. And I say, well, what if you took one minute before that touch base and just spent that in a silent meditation and calmed your heart rate down, calmed down your breathing. And then you come at the meeting from a clear focus. Cause a lot of times the kind of start just BSing in the meeting, it gets off focus and it's only a short meeting. So like if you took just one minute, came at it from clear focus, calm heart rate, calm breathing, that meeting is going to be so much more effective in it. And it just takes a minute. A minute isn't going to kill your schedule. No, ever. not at all. And I, I find that you actually unlock a lot of that knowledge. It's in your subconscious because you're relaxed and it kind of comes out because of relaxed state. Your, your subconscious Absolutely. won't work if that gatekeeper's going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Right. I mean, right. That, that's, that's when we spin and we get nothing done. We, right. we do a lot of things, but nothing actually gets completed. The, the priorities don't get done. Exactly. And, we were so busy, quote unquote, but nothing really got done. 
So I'm out networking, pressing some flesh, or just meeting people. Who, what kind of phrases or what kind of am I listening for that could be a great prospect, contact, or someone that you would love to meet and help? Um, like I said, I'm really tackling, um, I have this very ostentatious goal of like overhauling healthcare from the inside out. Um, and so people in healthcare, I also realize it's a very challenging um, space because it's it's a very high stress environment. And I think some of these techniques such as, um, you know, just taking one minute, things that are doable, because a lot of, you know, the ideal techniques just aren't doable in this, you know, already jam packed environment. Those people, and then also like the individuals I coach, I still coach some individuals. Um, I prefer groups. I, I love coaching big groups and like really making an impact many at a time. But individuals, a lot of people come to me actually for financial coaching. We get that organized and then we go so much deeper into, I think actually you were talking in your podcast, um, you know, you have to level up in all areas of life. Mm -hmm. But honestly, you, if you haven't leveled up your finances and like just that hierarchy of needs of being provided for, it's really hard to do any of the other areas because you're like grasping all yeah. the time. So yeah, the finances give you place, choices, right? <laughs> precisely. So I usually help people get that organized and in place. And then we work on so much deeper levels that's, of things. That's fantastic. And so <clears throat> you're looking back at the say 20 year old Raina. You're, you're writing a letter to her. What, do you, what are you saying to her? Drop oh, some wow. wisdom, knowledge nuggets on that 20 year old Raina. So, so to tell you the truth, I changed my name because of a big uh, life event. My name used to be Melissa. So okay. 20 years old, I wasn't, Raina means queen. And um, Melissa means the honeybee. And Melissa honeybee was going around, buzzing here and there. And it was very productive in a lot of ways. But she wouldn't stand up for justice. She wouldn't, she would play small in order to not get hurt, not get fired, not be in trouble, you know, not rock the boat. And I would tell her to level up, step up. And when I changed my name, what I said is Melissa played small in order to not get hurt, not get fired, you know, not get in trouble. So, but Raina stands up for justice, even in the face of loss. And when I did stand up for justice, I lost that fabulous job because I stood up for something wrong that was happening there. And um, I said, if I can't stand up for justice in the face of losing a job, how in the world will I stand up for justice in the face of nations or whatever I'm called to do in a bigger capacity later? So I would tell her early on, you know, stand up for what's right, even if it means losing this wonderful thing you have. Gotcha. Love that. Love that. So let's take your cell phone out of it. What are three things that Raina can't live without? <laughs> oh, trust me. I can go on a sabbatical and live without the cell phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you probably I go can. to silent monasteries and my favorite part is the phone stops working about an hour out. <laughs> Love it. Um, there's very few things that I truly, truly couldn't live without. Um, I prefer not to live without a nice place to live. <laughs> okay. I, you know, like having sanctuary is really important to me. Although, like I told you, I live in many places as sure. well. Um, wow, like healthy food. It's really basics. Like 
I have lived without so many things that yeah. I know I could live without just about anything. That's Even why I asked I it because I knew you were going to say that. I kind of knew the answer to it. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we we need to have to go for the third. Well, well, we'll call the third one Jane Fonda videos. Um, right. <laughs> so what, what is Raina's definition of a life well lived? A life well lived. Hmm. I'd say there, there's this in the Bible, they call it life more abundantly, like, right. Jesus came to give us life more abundantly. And so then what does that mean? I think that life more abundantly is a life where you are at peace, whether you have these things you can't, you think you can't live without, or you don't have them like you, that, um, you can live in what we would call the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, regardless of what's going on and that your relationships, there's, there's also a definition for righteousness, meaning right relationship. And I love that, like that you have great relationships and that's what makes your life juicy and awesome. And of course, like all the, the fundamentals, like we talked about, like you got to have your finances in order and things in order in order to live this abundant life. And once that's, once those things are secure, you can just like live in joy and peace, you know, and like, right now I have a stock that's down $87,000. Like, okay. and I'm all right. You're good. Because I'm good. A, you know, if it, if the worst were to happen with it, well, that would just happen. Me worrying about <laughs> it is not going to help, help right. anything. It's right? not going to help it along um, at all. Right. If I just hold it and, you know, hopefully it goes up, then worrying about it didn't help either. So like, I can just be like, well, that happens. Right. <laughs> like, and if I don't pull it, nothing happens. Some people are like, Oh my gosh, the stock market's down today. I'm like, well, did you sell? But no, <laughs> well, then you're fine. You know? Um, and so I think just being able to ride out, you know, sometimes things are down, sometimes things are up and right. I'm still joyful. And then I, sometimes I have bad days and that's just part of life and that's okay. And I can have a bad day. I can have a lazy day, but I also have like really productive days. Like it's just this balance of being, in allowance with life. You're, you're enjoying, like I, my last um, knowledge nugget podcast I dropped was the dash, that little dash that's in between your birth date and your death date. And that dash is where all the fun, whether it's up and down, it's still a dash and still yeah. level. So and I, it's I got love fun that. And it's got work and it's got purpose and you know we've got to give back. I, I have sure. like lots of charities and orphanages that I like to work with. Like that's, it's, it has to be a full life and sure. a full life. Isn't only fun. It's not only money. It's not only giving back. Like it's all of these things okay. in their proper time. Yeah. Love so, it. My long version. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to move into our level up lightning round. So you and I could talk for 15, 20 minutes on each one of these topics, but you got like five to seven seconds. So I just want quick bam, bam answers. And we're going to start right now. What is the best leveling up advice you've ever received? To take rest in order to be able to really run after. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Prayer journaling. Other than your website, RainerRose.com or TimeToShineToday.com, what's another website you'd like to go to to kind of level up your life? Ooh, Google. <laughs> okay, that's fine. It is a website. Recommend to uh, the Time to Shine Squad a book. It's your go-to book, the one that comes tops to your head right away. 
outside of maybe the Bible, but what's another? The Alchemist. (laughs) Great Kohilo. I love it. Favorite (laughs) charity organization you support? You kind of answered this already, but I'll let you say it again. Um, Hope Chest and Orphan's Tree. Sorry, that's two, but they're kind of. That's fine. (sighs) All right. Last question. What's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh, um, 80s. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with the 70s and 80s is my kind of time. So, well, it's yeah. fun music. Yes. It's like happy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like big hair and happy. I love it. So, all right. So, before we sign off, let leave the squad with a knowledge nugget that you want them to take with them. Knowledge nugget. Oh, I love it's a quote, but the grass is always greener where you water it. Love it. That's awesome. All right, Raina, how can we find you? And I'm going to put all these in the show notes, all you listeners out there, so everything will be below. Yeah, so um, it's www.reina-rose.com. And uh, that's probably the best place to find the most information. Uh, Facebook, The Soul Nutritionist, Instagram, the same. I think everything else is The Soul Nutritionist at the moment. Beautiful. And do you have any book tours or something you might have coming up? Yeah, I am looking to book tour. Um, I'm balancing that with whether I'll start this other podcast and what things I'm going to. We're going to get her rocking her own mic. She's going to blow everybody out of the water. Watch (laughs) out. And we'll make sure all these subscribers here get on uh, her subscription as well. So everybody out there in my squad land, we just had a fantastic conversation with someone who grew up dancing to Jane Fonda, that loves to stand up for justice, Everything she did, she gave a gazillion percent to. And the way she leveled up from that is she she was always a sponge. And she always believes in rest and running and taking sabbaticals. So we're always saying that we love to stay hungry. We love to stay humble. We're always leveling up our health and leveling up our wealth. And Raina, you are the epitome of that. And we are grateful for you to have came on. And thank you so, so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, Raina. Take care now. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also, there you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.